Bitcoin was around its all-time high for about a month a year ago now, and everyone was so happy and eager to get in. Yet, since June of this year, for almost six months, Bitcoin has been at a 70% discount, hanging around 19k, and crypto investors are sad and scared. We have to keep in mind that even if we bought at the top, we know where Bitcoin can go, and more likely than not, will go again. And what if we still have another 30% or more leg down to go over an extended period of time? Well, some people are going to be writhing in pain, while big mega banks and institutions are racing to take advantage of this bear market and lay the groundwork for inevitable mass adoption. Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and welcome to another episode of Crypto This Week. Every Sunday, we explore the latest global news stories affecting the crypto markets, as well as the ever-changing macroeconomic environment of the world at large. Be sure to check out our sponsors, Unstoppable Domains, iTrust Capital, and Ledger. Secure your unique, human-readable crypto wallet domain name, like Casey.Wallet with Unstoppable Domains. Trade and stake crypto tax-free with individual retirement accounts provided by iTrust Capital. And protect your long-term crypto holdings with cold storage hardware wallets provided by Ledger. Check them all out using the links in the description area below. Awesome. Let's hit crypto this week. U.S. relations with China continue to deteriorate this week. Lots of people don't know what happened yesterday. To put it simply, Biden has forced all Americans working in China to pick between quitting their jobs and losing American citizenship. Every American executive and engineer working in China's semiconductor manufacturing industry resigned yesterday, paralyzing Chinese manufacturing overnight. And as of the time of this recording, question, why hasn't Chinese media reported on this? Answer, I don't know. China probably isn't thrilled about this. And as we explored last week, the U.S. continuing to piss off countries by acting as the world police while actually only acting in their best interest will definitely hinder the hegemony of the dollar if they try to impose a central bank digital currency for use worldwide. And even though CBDCs are in the works, they may have lost the arms race as crypto continues to amass adoption at a rate that's becoming closer and closer to exponential. This week, a study shows that crypto activity in Russia and Ukraine is escalating as fast and as high as the missiles fired at each other in the face of an ongoing war between the two countries. Russian crypto activity is focused on stablecoins. According to data by Chainalysis, Stablecoins appear to be the go-to digital assets for Russians who are forced to endure economic sanctions imposed by various countries as a form of condemnation to the invasion. The Russian people also resorted to trading their national currency, the ruble, for stablecoins as they attempt to protect the value of their assets in this period of conflict. Ukraine receives millions of Bitcoin donations. Ukraine's crypto activity might be a bit different compared to that of Russia's as the country's digital wallets have been filled with Bitcoin donations. One thing that is for sure though, Russians and Ukrainians are looking at virtual money as a means to survive as their countries continue to duke it out with missiles, bombs, and guns. Lots of compelling use cases for crypto, where this time a year ago, people would have been saying crypto is a solution, looking for a problem. And now, as new problems with the global political and financial system emerge, crypto is being adopted as solutions for extremely important and complex problems. Bullish. And what's interesting is that a member of the U.S. Fed actually recognizes the issues with the U.S. trying to launch a CBDC and what it would mean for the U.S. dollar's current global reserve status. Fed Governor Waller says U.S. CBDC would not enhance things the world loves about U.S. fiat. The U.S. and the world benefit from the primacy of the U.S. dollar in the world economy, but it is stablecoin 
not a CBDC, that will enhance the fiat's place, according to Waller. A United States Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC, would not enhance the qualities of the U.S. fiat dollar that foreign companies value most, U.S. Federal Reserve Board Governor Christopher Waller in a speech released October 14th. CBDC skeptic Waller took a look at the question through the lens of national security at a symposium held at Harvard University. Waller had a more favorable view of dollar-backed stablecoin. The role of the U.S. dollar worldwide is an area where economics, CBDCs, and national security dovetail, Waller said. The indisputable primacy of the U.S. dollar in the world brings benefits to the United States and the other countries where the dollar plays a role in their economies or as a reserve currency. The primacy is not due to technological factors, and so the introduction of a U.S. CBDC would not impact the reasons for that primacy, Waller argued. He expressed doubt that the purported shifting payments landscape as a result of the growth of digital assets, particularly CBDCs, is a threat to the U.S. dollar status in the world making settlements or storing value. Although foreign CBDCs might make gains against the dollar as a medium of transaction. This contrasts with the role of stablecoin in Waller's view. He dismissed suggestions that stablecoins could threaten the effectiveness of economic policy with a simple statement, I don't believe that to be the case. Noting that nearly all major stablecoins are dollar-denominated, Waller concluded, U.S. monetary policy should affect the decision to hold stablecoins similar to the decision to hold U.S. currency. Presumably, this would extend U.S. economic influence. So this concept is nuanced and could definitely warrant its own video to unpack. If exploring the pros and cons of the U.S. launching and aggressively imposing a CBDC versus regulating existing stablecoin cryptocurrencies pegged to the value of the dollar sounds interesting, let me know in the comments below. And the largest, most popular, though, has a sketchy history. Tether eliminates commercial paper from reserves in transparency push. Having battled rumors before, the stablecoin hopes to remove all doubt. Tether has completely eliminated commercial paper from its reserves. The largest stablecoin announced the milestone today in a blog post that it would replace those investments with U.S. Treasury bills. USDT runs on a number of different blockchains, and as the most traded cryptocurrency, it is considered by many to be the backbone of the crypto economy. And based on the previous article we covered, this is bullish for the crypto markets and for the U.S. dollar's continued hegemony, which could be threatened if the U.S. pushes hard for a widespread adoption of ACBDC that would absolutely 100% compromise our freedom and privacy, as well as the freedom, privacy, and security of other countries. It would be like China trying to force all countries around the world to use their CBDC. No country would ever do that if they had the choice and probably would fight back if it came down to force. Cool. Next, let's go through some extremely bullish stories about how traditional finance is slowly and surely embracing cryptocurrency in a way that will allow more institutional and retail money to flow into the market. The Financial Accounting Standards Board on Wednesday said companies should use fair value accounting for measuring Bitcoin and other crypto assets. This is a major milestone on the road to institutional Bitcoin adoption. Fair value accounting of crypto would allow companies to report losses and gains immediately and treat the asset class as traditional financial assets. Currently, digital assets are considered as indefinite, lived, intangible assets that only require reporting once a year. What does that mean? And why is it extremely bullish for Bitcoin? Well, before this massive update, when Bitcoin was considered an indefinite, lived, intangible asset, here's how companies that held Bitcoin had to report them on their balance sheets. They had to mark 
the lowest price point Bitcoin touched at any given quarter. This means if a company bought Bitcoin for $40,000 at the beginning of a quarter, and then the price dropped to a low of $20,000, but by the end of the quarter was worth $40,000 again, they had to report their Bitcoin holdings as the $20,000 price point, the lowest price it touched in that quarter. And you can see how that would put a massive damper on companies' quarterly reportings and balance sheets that hold a significant amount of Bitcoin. And now, after tons of pressure, the Financial Accounting Standards Board made an upgrade allowing companies to use fair market value price of Bitcoin. This means that if at the time of reporting Bitcoin was worth 20,000 and a company had 10 Bitcoin, they would simply report that they have $200,000 worth of Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Cool. So why is this extremely bullish for Bitcoin? Well, it will allow more publicly traded companies to buy Bitcoin and hold it on their balance sheets as a highly liquid asset with a market value that is constantly in flux. So while the previous accounting standards were keeping publicly traded companies from considering holding Bitcoin on their balance sheet, with the recent change, billions of dollars of institutional money will be able to enter the crypto markets easier than before. And sure, this will take time, but big institutions are definitely feeling the heat and are in an arms race to be the first to market with regard to providing crypto products and services to big institutions as well as retailers. Just this week, a $43 trillion bank enters crypto. Probably nothing, right? As Bitcoin traders debate whether Bitcoin is going to 25,000 or 15,000 first, the world's largest financial institutions are laying the groundwork for massive adoption. The proverbial floodgates are unlikely to open before the United States provides a clear regulatory framework for crypto, but regulators and industry insiders are confident that guidance could come in 2023 at the earliest. In the meantime, megabanks like BNY Mellon, whose roots date back to 1784, are entering the space. So this week, BNY Mellon, America's oldest bank, launches crypto services, JP Morgan and Visa team up on cross-border blockchain payments, and Crypto.com invests $145 million in new European headquarters. So how a lot of people are not excited about Bitcoin being at over a 70% discount right now, while most other alts are down 80 to 90% from all-time highs for the past several months, and likely for the next several months, is beyond me. Some people have been commenting that they feel like the crypto party is over, but it's looking like the party of the century is on the horizon. Are you getting ready for the party? Or are you going to be late to the party? Let me know in the comments below. Cool. Let's touch on a few other major bullish crypto adoption news stories. This week, Ethereum wallet MetaMask adds instant bank to crypto transfers. MetaMask users will now be able to fund their crypto wallets via bank transfers instantly, instead of having to wait for traditional fund transfers to clear. Sweet. And Google selects Coinbase to take cloud payments with cryptocurrencies and will use its custody tool. Google's partnership with Coinbase is validation for the crypto industry. Amazing. So why is it that Google Cloud, BNY Mellon News, doesn't boost Bitcoin and Ethereum? High inflation readings from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics have turned investors off of crypto for the moment. The Consumer Price Index report, the most widely watched gauge to track inflationary pressure in the U.S., rose 8.2% in September from the same month a year ago, slightly higher than the 8.1% forecasted by economists. The index rose 0.4% from August. So where are we at in this bear cycle? Well, we're not sure when or where the ultimate bottom in stocks will end up, but violent moves like yesterday tend to occur closer to lows than highs, said Bespoke. And Bank of America sees more pain in store for the stocks after bear hug rally. Harnett says stocks to bottom in 2023 after 
Fed pivot. And Jamie Dimon is braced for stocks to go down another 30% in a really severe recession. JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon has been sounding the recession alarm for some time now, even giving it a timeline earlier this week. Dimon said on Monday he sees a recession coming in six to nine months. He cited the Federal Reserve's expected interest rate hikes going into next year, the lasting effects of the pandemic, and the fallout from the war in Ukraine. So we've had six whole months of the 70% Bitcoin and 90% altcoin discounts. What if we have another six to nine months of even juicier discounts? Like we've been discussing together, we need to be working in overdrive during this bear market to increase our knowledge, increase our income, and stack cash in order to take advantage of these once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. The biggest, oldest banks are, the biggest, most powerful corporations are. So we need to follow the smart money, grind and dollar cost average into powerful positions in the market, while everyone else is scared, bored, or in too much pain to continue. And as you accumulate crypto to hold for the long term, make sure you're transferring it to hold safely in your own cold storage hardware wallets. Ledger devices are the most affordable, reputable, and easy to use hardware wallets out there. And if you scroll down and use the link in the description area below to check them out, they do run specials from time to time. In fact, Ledger has had a free shipping special this week that ends tomorrow, October the 17th, so be sure to redeem that special below. Also, Ledger has something special for holders of its Genesis Edition Market Pass NFT. Any wallet holding Ledger's Genesis Edition Market Pass NFT by 12 p.m. UTC, October 17th, will receive a free token to claim their new sleek black-on-black -black Ledger Nano X device. Ledger's Genesis Edition Market Passes can be bought on OpenSea for about 0.33 ETH, which is about $420 at the time of this video, and as a holder before 12 p.m. UTC, October 17th, you get a free special edition Nano X device, which their normal value is about $149, plus ongoing airdrops, priority access to future products, services, and specials Ledger runs. So basically, for the price of Ledger's market pass of $420, minus the value of the Nano X device you receive, basically you are paying about $270 for the extra ongoing benefits of being a Genesis edition market pass holder. Think of this NFT the same way you would think of a club membership, priority pass, special access card, or similar. And what's great about NFTs is a new digital asset class. At any time, you could sell your Genesis edition market pass on the secondary market, like how you bought it if you choose to snag one from OpenSea. So make sure you use the links listed in the description area below to access Ledger's correct and official OpenSea profile, as well as their correct and official website to redeem any other special offers. Awesome. Well, that was Crypto This Week with me, CryptoKC. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and click the bell notification to stay up to date on all of the latest videos. So, has this week's episode cheered you up a bit, or are you still bearish long-term? How many more months of this bear market do we have left? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.